Hello and welcome to the Elite Family Chiropractic Podcast. This is Dr. Scott, guys. I am so excited for you to, to get a chance to hear this information because as your doctors, we, your team at Elite Family Chiropractic, want you to really become empowered to know about your body, your brain, your health, and we want to give you all of the resources that you deserve. So this podcast is exclusively dedicated to teaching you, helping you to get the maximum out of your care, but also the maximum out of your health. You know, Dr. Brandon, Dr. Lena, Jessica, Paige, our amazing staff, our goal is ultimately to help you to improve your quality of life. This is going to be a resource that is specifically designed to fill in the gaps, to tell you the truth, to give you access to resources that empower you to know how your body is made to heal, how it's made to work, so you can get the maximum out of your care, but also, more importantly than anything, get the maximum out of your life. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Enjoy the episodes. In this episode, we are going to talk about what is this thing that we call subluxation in chiropractic. Guys, you're going to want to dig into this because this is the whole reason why you are here and why you are getting better by getting chiropractic care. Hey, what is up Elite Crew? It's Dr. Scott here. So hey guys, I want to spend a little while talking about this term that you hear us use all the time, subluxation. Now, for many people, this is a completely foreign term, but I want to dive in and give you the understanding of what this really is because, because honestly, it is the whole reason why you are coming to our office. So a subluxation in a very real way is an interference. Okay, let me let me explain what I mean. So when we have areas of the spine or the shoulders or the knees or the extremities, right? When that area loses its normal alignment and its normal motion, what, it, what is occurring is what is called a subluxation. And it's really kind of three parts, right? It's loss of motion, it's misalignment, and then it's interference with normal brain and body connection and communication. Because what essentially is occurring is each and every time an area of the spine stops moving, the brain no longer properly connects to that area. So it's like static in a line or a blowing a breaker. The messages are not making it back and forth the way that it's supposed to. And this is a really, really important concept because regardless of the area, if there's interference between the brain's ability to connect and talk to an organ, a gland, a system, a muscle, a tissue in the body, then as a byproduct of that, that tissue cannot be healthy as it is capable of being. And there are so many different effects that you can see from this because let's just take for example, right? So if you are a parent and you have a child that is coming into the office and they're getting adjusted, right? You've heard us talk about areas of greatest importance. We know that the area around the brainstem is massively important if it is subluxated because it affects literally every communication pathway between the brain and the body. So, so we know that we've got the brainstem, we've got a lot of important tissues there, we've got a lot of important nervous system structures, and if we have a subluxation up at the top of the spinal cord, it can affect the ability of the vagus nerve to function the way that it's supposed to. The vagus nerve is what controls all maintenance within the body, right? The vagus nerve is what drains the inner ears and the sinuses. It is what controls swallowing and chewing and the production of saliva. It's what controls the esophagus and the trachea and the lungs and the stomach and the pancreas and the adrenal glands and the liver and every major organ in the entire body is run through this vagus nerve. 
because it's a communication system, right? It's, a, it's an input-output relationship. It's the message from the organ has to make it up to the brain. Then the brain has to get the message, has to receive it, process it, and do what it needs to to continue to heal the organ. And this is a really, really important concept that I think is oftentimes not well understood by, by folks, even in healthcare, but, but in general. You know, the job of a nerve is not to just send a signal down. The job of nerves is to send messages back and forth. They are, they're conduits, they're communication pathways. And so when they're sending signals up to the brain, it's not just, hey, I have food in my belly, right? If it's the stomach, it's, hey, you know, there's something that's inside my stomach that's not supposed to be there, like I've got an infection in my stomach. Or, um, you know, hey, I've got food that's sitting here longer than what it should. And so if there's a communication problem, right, then the brain won't recognize that, so it won't move food as faster as it should. Or acid production, quantities of acid being produced. If the brain doesn't recognize what's coming in, then oftentimes what it'll do is have, have incorrect output. So problems with acid production, too much, too little, all kinds of other secondary issues. Because the way that the brain is really designed to function is it has to be able to record these messages, send them up to the proper areas of the brain, and then process them correctly so that it knows what it needs to do constantly to maintain every organ, gland, and system from top down, right? But this communications loop, if it doesn't occur the way that it's supposed to, you'll watch progressively health of the person degrade. And we see this all the time when we talk about things like neurodevelopmental challenges, right? Because, you know, every child that comes in that has a, a neurodevelopmental diagnosis, right? There is a massive level of interference between their brain and their body. Because at the root cause of the vast majority of this, the issues that we see with kids who are coming in with any type of neurodevelopmental challenge if it's not something where there was a lesion on the brain itself, is incorrect processing of environmental stimuli, which means that, um, if, let's say, for example, if a child has sensory processing issues, their brain is getting garbled messages, right? The sensory input that's coming in isn't coming in correctly. The child's brain doesn't know what to do with it. So the distortion that cre is created by the subluxation because of this stuff called nociceptive input causes the brain to not be able to recognize sensory stimuli properly. And when this occurs, you see incorrect responses to sensory stimuli. You see a child who is eating foods that, you know, you think taste delicious. And they're like, oh, this tastes awful. And the texture is weird. And, and they don't want to eat it. And they become progressively more picky because their brain is having a difficult time correctly processing sensory stimuli. Or they get into an environment where there is a moderate amount of sensory stimuli and you see they freak out. Because their brain is over-perceiving or incorrectly perceiving the sensory environment. That's a subluxation in action. It's this process that happens that whether we're aware that it's there or not, you're watching it on a day-to-day -day basis. And these effects then become progressively bigger because when you're talking about neurological circuitry, right, the longer the subluxation sets up shop in a person's nervous system, then the bigger the effects that it has over time because the nervous system is really, 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 really good at wiring itself for efficiency. So if an area or multiple areas of the spine are subluxated and the nervous system is dealing with this constant bombardment of background noise, then, you know, if it's a sensory issue, for example, you'll notice that the sensory issues get bigger over time and not better, right? That's why when you try and do sensory integration exercises, their goal is ultimately to try to calm down or desensitize that system. But you oftentimes see it's not very effective because in the moment you'll get some, some temporary changes, but soon afterwards, the nervous system reverts right back because the background noise, the subluxation is creating is always there. 
And until that, until that, that interference is removed, the nervous system can't heal itself. It can't change. It can't stabilize. And this is the biggest issue with why subluxations that are left untreated, why they become so problematic is because they wire deeper into the nervous system. They create bigger and bigger effects over time because the nervous system is so neuroplastic, changing, refiring, rewiring. But when you've got this negative pattern, this negative process of a subluxation, they get deeper and deeper into the nervous system the longer they're there and they interfere with more and more systems. And then what ends up happening is it becomes a cascade, right? Because when you think about things like the autonomics, right, the parasympathetic rest digest and the sympathetic fight or flight system, if you have a constantly, constantly, constantly affected autonomic nervous system, what you're going to see is that if the sympathetics are always on and overpowering the parasympathetics or the parasympathetics just aren't putting on enough, what you'll find is that the response of the parasympathetics will progressively become weaker, right? And that would be, that would affect everything from digestion to immune function, to motility, um, to cognitive function, to abilities to self-soothe, to abilities to process and digest our food. Everything top down that the parasympathetics does will progressively get worse. That's why you see this, this cascade of things that get deeper and deeper and deeper into the nervous system. And, you know, when we take care of patients, we see many times where we get adults who should have been diagnosed as perfect storm kids who come in as adults who've got these long standing health issues that have evolved that went from, you know, sensory issues or ADHD issues as a kid to then by the time they're teenagers, they're having issues with anxiety and depression. And by the time that they're fallen adults, now they're developing autoimmune issues and they're just wondering why, what has happened that my body's gone down this pathway? Why am I sick all the time? Why am I dealing with these challenges? And what's happened is, is that your nervous system has been under stress for such a long time and it's never been able to adapt. So your nervous system has been getting weaker and weaker and weaker in its ability to recover from the stressors that you're living through on a daily basis. Because, you know, the subluxation, right, it, it interferes with our ability to respond. It, it interferes with the brain's ability to recognize. It, it, it interferes with the brain's ability to react. Because you're constantly being bombarded by chemical and physical and emotional stressors every single moment of your life, whether you're aware of it or not, right? You've got the foods that you eat that potentially are toxins. You've got things you're putting on your skin, in your mouth, on your hair, right? Things that you're putting on your nails. You've got environmental toxins, things that we're breathing in. It's things that, um, you know, are in groundwater. It's, it's all this stuff that we're exposed to constantly that our body's having to adapt to. It's the physical stressors of posture and trauma and accumulated physical stresses that we've dealt with. Every fall, every injury, all these things that our body's adapting to. And if we are, you know, physically strenuous jobs and it's a strain of the, the work that we do, or um, if we're not getting enough activity and enough exercise, it's the progressive weakening of our bodies that we're dealing with. And when you're talking about things like emotional trauma, right? So emotional trauma is a really complicated one because if you have big time emotional stressors, and your brain is is constantly perseverating, right? Cycling back and through the same thing over and over again, dealing with the same traumas and the same stressors. And you know, your body will your body will only be able to adapt to them for so long before your reserve tank, right, that your body has, and it does have a reserve. That's what your autonomics are there for. The reserve is there to go and prop you up in, in midst of the stressors. That reserve tank eventually gets low enough where your body's systems say, I don't know what to do, I can't recover, I can't heal. And then we become sick. That's when you start seeing the autoimmune conditions, right? Your body's turned on itself. Well, we know that autoimmunity is triggered by longstanding sympathetic dominance that starts to trigger 
the a body's immune defenses to turn on itself because the body's never shutting it off. So the immune system becomes what they call hypervigilant. We want vigilance. We don't want hypervigilance because the immune system, when it goes down this pathway, it turns on us, starts attacking our own tissues. And the next thing you know, you've got an autoimmune condition that starts to spiral out of control very, very quickly. So, so these are the pathways. This is why we see all of these things really building up in people because the nervous system doesn't know what to do. And here's the thing, right? Whether you like essential oils or probiotics, or nutrition, or naturopathy, all that stuff. The reason why so many of those things have very limited, very short-term effects on the ability of a person to heal is because they can't affect the brain in the way that removing subluxation can. That's why every time that you see a person coming in here who's tried all these other pathways, all those things had limited results or diminishing results because they never got to the root cause of fixing the input to the brain so the brain and the nervous system could ever heal and recover the way that it needed to. And this is the biggest, most important concept that you can ever understand, right? Because a subluxation is, is this disconnection, a disconnection between your brain and your body that will forever interrupt its ability to heal and recover until it is corrected by an adjustment. And, and I think this is, is, is a really, I don't know, I could spend probably all day talking about this because, you know, it's something that we see all the time. It's something that saddens me because so many people don't understand the impact that it's having on their life and on their health and people they love, right? Because interference with that connection between the brain and the body is something that is, I, I don't know. I think sometimes the term is, is maybe a little ethereal, right? It seems like, well, you know, how can this, how can this subluxation thing cause all this stuff? I can tell you that if you understand nervous system, if you understand the communication, it makes a whole lot more sense, right? Because if you think of it always like a cell phone, like a conversation, your organs, your glands, your cells, your tissues are constantly having a conversation with your brain every moment of your life. And so what if you cut off a nerve? What happens to a tissue? Anytime you sever a nerve connection, the tissue dies. Because that nerve isn't just like telling the, the body that you've got food, right? It's the maintenance. It's the healing. It's the recovery. It's the ability of the body to do what it needs to do to stay healthy. And the loss of that connection, the loss of that ability to heal and recover has constant, consistent negative impacts on the health of every individual. That's why when, you know, when we talk about this, right, it's, it's this big overarching concept that we talk about constantly when, in our practice. But, you know, if, if you think about your health, right, you can't be at 100% health if you are constantly and chronically subluxated. That's why when we talk about things like a care plan, right, the whole goal of a care plan is, is not to fix a symptom, right? The whole goal of a care plan is to help your brain to be able to not have to deal with the interference so that it can recruit its own own neurological powers to go and heal. And I say that, and I don't mean that in like a, a mystical way, right? The nervous system has a program, right? The, the brain controls genetic and epigenetic function. See, the thing of it is, is that the function of the nervous system is to perceive the environment and coordinate the, coordinate the behavior of all other cells. So if, if the nervous system isn't perceiving what's happening, in any cell in the body, then it cannot coordinate how to heal it. It doesn't see what's going on. 
because this, this connection between the brain and the body is one that is continuous every moment of your life. And so it's coordinating things like the pace of your heart, your blood pressure, the production of enzymes, your movement and digestion and absorption of all of your foods. Um, it's regulating how you uptake nutrients from the foods that you take in. It's regulating your kidneys to make sure that you're able to regulate not only blood pressure, but detoxification of your blood every moment of your life, right? It's your liver um, going through this process of, of detoxifying compounds that you're exposed to or transforming things that you take in into, um, into molecules that your body can process without being harmed. It's all of these things are regulated by nerves. And so the second that a nerve no longer is connected properly to an organ, then the health of that organ will go downhill significantly, right? That's, I mean, that's why we see all the time when we get kids who come in who have major immune issues, right? They start getting adjusted and you start seeing their immune system strengthen. Same thing with parents. I experienced it myself. I used to have crazy allergies when I was a kid and all the way through, even until I started getting adjusted when I was 26. And the second I start getting adjusted, all of a sudden my immune system begins to change. And by the time that I'm six months into care, my allergies that I had to regulate with meds, a rotating different cycle of medicines plus injections, all of a sudden I'm not having allergies anymore. Never thought the chiropractic would have anything to do with it. Never thought it would help it. Never thought it would fix it, but it did. Because for the first time in my entire life, all of a sudden my brain had the message. It saw what was going on. It began the process of healing. And as it did its job, I got better. This is what happens to all of you, right? Once your brain gets the message, you get better. It doesn't mean that it happens linearly, right? But what happens is, is that your brain starts to pick and choose what it needs to focus on. And as the brain goes through that process, you get better and better and better. Whether it's energy, sleep, stress, whatever it might be, immune function, digestion, because that's the way the nervous system works. Interference prevents the brain and the body from healing. You remove the interference, the body starts to heal, get better, function better, because that's the way that the nervous system was designed. I hope this makes sense. But guys, I really wanted to dig into this today because it's something that I think is just so misunderstood. But know that when you get adjusted, you are recruiting these amazing innate healing properties that your body has that nothing else can change. That's why chiropractic is so unique, right? That's why other things that you've tried in the past, right, whether it's nutrition or medicines or therapies or exercise or oils, why they can never finish the job the way that chiropractic adjustments can. Because only chiropractic can allow the nervous system to do what it needs to do to heal properly with no interference. So guys, I hope this is helpful. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to bring this to myself and Dr. Brandon. I'd uh, love to go and talk with you about this more, answer any questions that you have. But I uh, really hope this clarifies for you some of the major premises of the importance of the adjustment for you for both short-term and long-term health. Because I think it's so important that we really address these things often, right? So if, uh, if you have questions about this, bring this to us at your appointments. You can even send us an email. You can contact us through SCEDAP. Um, We'd be more than happy to, to address this in, in more depth if you need to. But I, I just really want to make sure that we're having these conversations, okay? So God bless you guys. I hope you all have an awesome day on this beautiful, sunny um, Ohio day. And I will look forward to seeing you at your next appointments, okay? Have a great one. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Elite Family Chiropractic Podcast. 
Our hope is that this helps you to get the maximum amount of your care. We are so excited to see you in the next episodes. Go through all of them. There's going to be tons of great content that's going to help you to really learn everything that you need to get the most out of your care and to maximize your health. We'll see you in the next one.